On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, the out-of-towners, two baseball players who came from outside our borders to hone their skills at academies here, and they're now applying their trade in a big way south of the border. Welcome to episode 24 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joel McFarland. We want to start off by thanking each and every one of you for your continued support of ADS. Over the weekend, we marked our second anniversary of being on social media. It took a couple of months for us to launch the website. Now we're into the podcast realm. It just continually blows us away to see how much support we get. It's completely humbling. And again, Thank you. On to today's episode, we've been keeping close tabs on all of the things Alberta's baseball products have been doing as the U.S. college baseball season is now well underway. But it's not just the Alberta-born players, it's also the Alberta-trained players, too. Guys who came from out of province to get the best training the Prairies have to offer. That's why we're calling this episode the Out-of-Towners, and we're going to look both east and west. We'll start out east. Ryan Humaniak is in his junior year with the University of Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. The Dogs Academy product, who also starred with college dogs as well, actually hails from Manitoba. The speedster joined us after a busy weekend where he picked up a couple of home runs, five RBIs, and a stolen base against Georgia Southern. Brian, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, glad to be here. Appreciate you guys uh, including me in something like this. Take us to the very beginning in your baseball <laughs> career, and when did you decide that this is the sport that you want to play for the rest of your life? Um, it started pretty young for me. Uh, I had a lot of friends playing hockey growing up, and I played hockey as well. Um, I'd say prior on the age of about uh, 13, 14 years old, um, I started playing uh, baseball throughout the winter. I worked out in an indoor facility called uh, Rookies. Uh, now it's called the Home Run Sports Training Academy. And they were kind of like the initial introduction for baseball year-round to me. And then uh, at that point, it kind of got to the point where it was, it was so much baseball and so much hockey. Um, I kind of had to, to choose one. And I had a lot of friends uh a lot of friends playing hockey, and I just wanted to do something a little different. Um, and that's when baseball kind of became my main priority. And uh, ever since then, it's just been it's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Tell us a little bit about Stonewall, Manitoba, for those who have no idea where that might even be on a map. <laughs> uh, Stonewall's a little town, about 5,000 people, uh, a little bit north of Winnipeg, about 45 minutes. Um you know, it's a, it's a small town, small high school. Like, my high school is only 400 kids. Um, you know, like an average graduating class, there's only about 90 to 100 kids. Uh, you know, it's just a it's really small town atmosphere. You know, everybody knows everybody. And, um, it's, it's a cool place to grow up at the same time. Um, it's cool to, to, to live in some other places now and, and see, it, see how the life's a little bit different for everyone else. So how is it that a kid from Stonewall ends up in Okotoks, of all places? Um, a long story. Uh, basically what happened was, is I was kind of trying to get, it was, uh, I think it was my junior year of high school. So my grade 11 year. And I was, uh, trying to get recruited to some colleges. I had talked to a couple of colleges, uh, that summer playing with the 16 new provincial team, team Manitoba. And, uh, you know, uh, I was looking at some places. I was looking at Vauxhall, a uh, baseball Academy, also in Alberta there. I was looking at, uh, Langley, like British Columbia. And, um, it was honestly exam time about my grade 11 year. So I said like June-ish in my grade 11 year. And uh, I sent some video to, uh, to coach Tyler Hollick, 
who was the recruiting guy there at the time, uh, him and Alan Cox, and, uh, you know, talked to them a little bit on the phone, uh, uh, had some emails with them, and they invited me to come down and check it out. And uh, honestly, uh, I was pretty in love with it. I hit with uh, Cox for a couple hours that day, and, you know, I just kind of fell in love with it right away. I knew I knew that was somewhere that I wanted to be if they wanted to have me, and they did, and, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, that's for sure. Talk a little bit about your experience as you moved out to a brand new province. You're you're a little closer to the mountains. You're a little closer to, but at the same time, it's a it's a community that's fairly close to back home. So talk us through whether you expo or you uh, experienced any kind of you know um, sort of that that culture shock, I guess, or was it a pretty easy transition? And what did you think of once you actually got here and got to uh, be a part of the Dogs Academy? Oh, it was, uh, the transition was really smooth in the sense that, you know, I was really accepted by the community. Um, they do a great job of just like bringing guys in and, and the community supports the dogs so well. And like, so grateful for that. That's just, that was such an awesome experience in that sense. Um, I'd say probably the hardest part for me was, uh, you know, just going to a new high school, my senior year, you know, all my friends I'd grown up playing with and, you know, being around for, for 9, 10, 11 years of my life, that they weren't there anymore. I had to, you know, rebuild that, that those friendships with new people and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, it was a great opportunity to to do that and make new friends and, you know, and create new relationships with people. And so from that sense, it was really awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Okotoks is just such a, such a cool city, such a cool atmosphere. Um, you know, they just, the support with the dogs is, second to none like i've never seen anything like it in my life it's just it's it's so cool that it's such a small town in in canada which is predominantly you know like a hockey-based country i want to say that they have such a support for for a baseball program i think that's so unique and so special um i think the dogs do a great job of, of continuing to build that relationship too year in and year out what kinds of things did you learn from the dogs that you've been able to utilize throughout the the course of your post sec career, both at Indian Hills and and now with uh, with the Warhawks? I'd say the biggest thing that I learned was was like a continued work ethic. Um, you know, that was something that I was I was raised to, to work hard at whatever I'm doing, but at the same time, like they they showed me how to work and not just work blindly, but work like focused on a task you know like there was never a day where we were just like you wouldn't just go hit you're hitting with a purpose you're working on something every single day you know you don't just go and do bunting you 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 do with a purpose you bump for a hit you know, you work on your skill sets every day you know you work hard in the weight room because that's important you take care of your classes because that's important you know and they really taught me like what it really means to be a college baseball player you know and as I was I was in that stage where I was growing up a little bit too. So I think that there was a good time in my life to be learning that those uh, skills and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for, for the way that they, they kind of raised me up over there. When you look back on your time in Okotoks, any moments that made you go, whoa, or any, anything that stand out in your mind is maybe being a bit of a surprise or maybe uh, uh, that one moment where you went, this is, this is uh, what I want to do the rest of my life kind of thing. I think the first time I got to see the college team play, that was that was probably that was it for me, you know, uh, to see just the crowd that it brought out and to know that you know that's a summer baseball league, um, and just like the support that they had for it wasn't even just the, just the dogs themselves, like they just love baseball, 
um, you know, and it was just like that passion and stuff like that. That was so cool to me. Um, I thought that that was something that would be really unique to have for myself one day. And, you know, obviously I got the opportunity to play for the dogs for the past two years now. I'm grateful for that. That was a great opportunity, great experience. And um, we're working on something to hopefully be able to maybe come back there again this summer. So, uh, but yeah, that was, that was definitely, that was definitely a turning point for me was seeing that stadium full of people and, and just all the, the crowd going nuts and stuff like that. Seeing Canada Day for the first time with, uh, with all those fans in the stands and, you know, watching Kellen Marufo hit a home run over right field wall and watching everybody go absolutely nuts and stuff like that. Those cool experiences for sure. Looking now to your post-set career and, and what's led to your success to this point? How do you, how do you, um, I guess, personify how things have gone thus far? Um, I wouldn't say it's one thing in particular, but you know, just, just try to stay focused and, and work hard and, and, and just trust that when you work hard and, and you put in the time, that good things will come for you. Um, you know, I got a great coaching staff. I've been fortunate to have great coaches the whole way along, you know, Okotoks, even from home run to Okotoks to Indian Hills, great coaching staff um, to, to here with coach Federico, coach Collins, coach Carlson, coach Belanger, you know, just a great staff. Uh, they care about you as a person and not just as a player. And, you know, it's, it's just been, I got to give a lot of credit to those guys. They've helped me a lot along the way. Um, you know, strength coaches, Coach Mike, uh, Coach Kyle, helping us out a lot. You know, it's they've been, it's just been a lot of things that have come together at the right time. I'm just really grateful for that. Talk a little bit about your uh, your stolen bases and what's uh, what has led you to kind of go down that path and be try to be one of the leaders on that front. Um, working with Coach uh, Hollick and. Uh, Coach Tyler Graham, you know, Coach uh, Andy Peterson, and now here working with Coach Carlson. I uh, just worked a lot on, on using that as a, you know, as a weapon for me is, is my speed and being able to run. So, you know, when I, if I just stand still, it doesn't do a lot of good for me. If I have, you know, if I got some speed, that might as well use it kind of thing. And, you know, working with them as far as, like, learning how to, to get a better jump, a better first step, you know, understanding what counts. To run in, you know, when am I going to get a, a breaking ball as a pitch that's going to give me a chance to to be safe? Maybe if a guy's quicker to the plate, you know, recognizing slide steps, um, recognizing like when a catcher doesn't have great footwork, not a great arm, a slow transfer, you know, looking for, for little things, little, maybe the pitcher's tipping when you're going to throw a breaking ball, something like that, you know, trying to pick up little things like that to, to help give me an advantage on the base path. Um, at second base, just looking for a timing, you know, maybe getting into a pattern of one look or two look, you know, and that gives me a chance to get a jump at second base and, and maybe steal third. Um, you know, working hard on, on dirt balls and just being aggressive and stuff like that. And in those situations, you know, that can make them worry about you just as much, never mind the stolen base. So, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of things coming along, um, you know, and then just time getting older and getting more experience and understanding that, you know, these are better counts for me to run in and, you know, and just trusting it and just running, just go ahead and give it a shot. <laughs> it sounds a lot like you quite enjoy sort of the mental battle that you play each and every game, whether it's at the plate or on the base paths, is that there's that chess match that's always going on that uh, you seem to be really thriving on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Baseball is a very mental game. Um, sometimes I have to find myself, you know, talking myself down because I'm thinking too much, um, you know, whether it be at the plate or, or whatever, because, you know, over the 
span of whatever, how many years I've been playing baseball, it accumulated a lot of knowledge. And sometimes I need to just, you know, put that aside and just think, you know, swing hard in case you hit it or just run fast and, you know, simplify the game a little bit because as, as complicated as it is, it's really simple too. So, you know, sometimes you got to just slow the game down. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look back on your baseball life or even just in life in general, who inspires you? Oh, man, that's a that's a tough question. Uh, Dad's been there since day one, just, just throwing countless hours of batting practice and putting in the time with me. Um, he's been so special and so helpful. There's no way I could do it without him. Uh, Mom traveling across the country, the continent, to see me play and support me in all my endeavors. Um, you know, all the coaches at Home Run Sports just helping me along the way. Anytime I need work in the off season, anytime I need work when I'm home for Christmas, getting into the indoor, just working with me on little things if I have questions, you know, just uh, supporting me and that whole program. And, you know, even them watching me on, on open night this year at LSU, having their program be able to take a break and, and check me out. That was just, that was so cool. That was such a special moment for me as a player, knowing that I came through that academy and the things are kind of coming full circle in that sense. Um, you know, that's that's super special to me. Um, all the coaches at the Dogs, uh, Coach Heldobler, um, you know, Coach Hollick, Coach Cox, all of them, just everybody there, Coach uh, Lupo, Duda, just everybody who's been a part of, of being able to help me move on and, and get to a junior college, you know. And then, you know, even the, even the guys at Baseball Manitoba uh, helping me out a ton, you know, getting me exposed to Indian Hills for the first time at 16U and then having Coach D to be able to make some calls for me and help me out there. Um, just it's been such a special ride. And uh, Jordan Camp at Indian Hills, Stephen Klecky, Cam Walker, um, you know, those guys impacted my life a lot in the last couple of years, um, both on and off the field, just as, as a young man and as a baseball player. Uh, I learned a lot at junior college, and, and that was really, really, really important for me to go through that stage. Um, you know, I think that, that, that looking back on it, that was some of the toughest and some of the, the best years of my life were, were going through junior college. So, you know, that's that's special. And, you know, the guys here every day, just you learn something new about, about being a young man and about how to be a better baseball player. Um, Coach Fed prides himself on, on, on raising not just uh, not just a good baseball player, but also a good young man, a good husband, you know, a good father. So um, it's been there's been a lot of people along the way. It, it can't be singled down to one. <laughs> mm-hmm. When uh, you talked a little bit about your journey so far, but I'm curious, how are you going to define success by the end of this year? What are you really hoping to accomplish uh, by the end of 2019? Honestly, uh, for me, to see this team go go to a regional. Uh, that would be outstanding. Um, that would be that that would be the coolest thing for me if we if we could get to a regional this year. Um, you know, obviously we all make the conference tournament and, and win that first, but I truly believe that that's something that we could do. I know we had a rocky start, but um, just seeing the way the team came together this weekend, um, I think there's even more left in there. So I think that that we got a good chance to to make a run in the conference championship and and then hopefully a regional from there. That would be so special, I think, for, for, for me and for this program. Absolutely. Ryan, uh, I do appreciate the time. All the best in the season. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you got up your sleeve in terms of baseball and, and life beyond as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
If you head to albertadugoutstories.com, Ian Wilson has posted a great Q&A with another out-of-towner who made a name for himself here in Alberta. Fox Hall Baseball Academy product Josh Bergman has been an absolute stud on the mound for the University of Washington this season. His last outing came over the weekend where he struck out 13 in just six innings of work against Oregon State. So far this season, he's 3-0 and with a minuscule 1.54 ERA. And as we find out in this conversation, the Nanaimo BC native has overcome some injury adversities to claim his spot amongst the best pitchers in the U.S. We chatted with him prior to the weekend, just after I lost my voice. So my apologies on sounding a little rough around the edges. Josh, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take us back to the very beginning. And when you first got into baseball, and do you remember the first moment when you had one in your hand? And, and sort of how did, the, how did that develop into the gamer you are now? Um, just kind of as a kid, you know, I, I loved playing hockey as a kid growing up. I, I lived, breathed in hockey. So uh, as a kid, I, I kind of took my competitiveness from hockey over to baseball. So it kind of just started there. Um, I always... I always felt like if I would uh, work harder and compete as hard as I can on on everything I was doing, no matter whether it was hockey or baseball, I was going to be successful. And I think I've kind of just taken that with me my whole life, and it, it's helped me in so many different ways. Who was it that uh, got you into baseball in the first place, or was it something that you took on on your own? Do you remember that moment when you're like, that looks like a cool game? Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, always growing up, I always watched the Blue Jays on TV, you know, thinking about the moments of pitching in the big leagues and, and, and or just playing in the big leagues in general. Um, and that kind of really motivated me to want to want to play the sport. And uh, and uh, I think I made the right choice. And it was, yeah, it was it was mainly came from watching the Blue Jays on TV. Now, how is it that a kid from Nanaimo ends up in the middle of Alberta, Vauxhall of all places? Yeah, so. When I was playing at home for the the Nanaimo Junior Pirates, uh, my coach at the time was Kevin Inch. His brother Stephen played at the academy, and so they had a lot of family ties with with Coach McTavish. And so he suggested me as a player of interest towards him, and it kind of it kind of got picked up from there. And we had conversations with Coach Mac, and uh, everything kind of kind of went pretty quickly. And we made the decision that in terms of uh, getting me ready for the next level, whether that be professional baseball or uh, the collegiate level, it was probably within my best interest to go out there and, and stay in the dorms and be part of such an amazing uh, experience in, a, in an amazing town. We'll get to that experience in a second, but I am curious, in the initial stages, was that a difficult transition to go from uh, BC to Alberta, move away from home as soon as you did, and that kind of thing? Yeah, so, yeah I was at first. I mean, I was a 15-year-old kid. Um, didn't really know much about like how, how, how hard it was going to be to be away from family on such a consistent basis. Um, so it, there was definitely some difficult times, uh, for the first few months. Um, but knowing that, uh, there was 22 other guys that were also going through the same situation that I was, it helped me a lot. And I, I leaned on a lot of the older guys at the time at the Academy to help me through some things. And, um, I think that really got me through and and definitely i think i uh, i would not make i made the right choice of going there and i wouldn't i wouldn't i would do it all over again so uh yeah i think i think just leaning on the older guys really helped me and and being able to succeed there if you could have a moment i mean you've got the platform right now to do it is if you could single out a couple of those guys that you leaned on who were your your best friends mm-hmm. i guess going out and helping you through that process 
Yeah, one guy for sure that helped me a lot was Nolan Bumstead, who played. Uh, I only got, I only had the, I had the privilege to play with him for one year, which was, which was great. But also, I wish I could have played with him more. Um, but yeah, he was a great friend to me. He helped me through a lot of things. Kind of, he was an amazing academic student. Um, so he helped me a lot on on that front with uh, just kind of uh, how hard I was going to have to work in terms of if I wanted to be a Division One athlete and. Being a student athlete, uh, I had to work on both sides. So he was huge in that regard and on the baseball field because he was an amazing player. He was a pitcher and a hitter. He played on Team Canada, obviously went to Cal State Northridge and had a lot of success there. So he was just a, a really big mentor for me. And the other guy was Ben Anishko, uh, a little bit different in terms of he he was just a straight pitcher. So we worked. he helped me a lot on my game in terms of uh, on the mound. Um, and now he's in professional baseball, so – a lot of what I took from him is is uh, applying to my game now. Yeah, he also helped me on the work ethic side of things in the weight room, uh, on the field, everything. So, yeah, those two guys for sure stood out for me. You mentioned the experience part. Talk about your years with Vauxhall and what it meant to you to be a part of a program like that. Oh, uh, grateful, absolutely grateful that I was able to be part of something like that. Uh, all three years, I enjoyed all three years to the fullest. I mean, it was it was three of the greatest years of my life. I, I love the pe- the people there, the, my teammates, coaches, the support staff there, the school. I can't say enough about that place. It's a really, you, you, if you, if you're a kid and you're wanting to play at the next level and you wanting to get better, I strongly recommend going to the Vauxhall Academy of Baseball. I mean, it got me ready in so many different ways, not only physically and on the field, but mentally and also just as a person and got me ready for what what's what's to come next in life and I think that's invaluable for any kid that wants to be a professional baseball player or collegiate baseball player or just like a like a husband or 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 whatever you know it's it's an invaluable experience to be there and I can't thank coach McTavish coach Kokus and coach Blake enough for giving me the opportunity and I try to go back there as much as I can to see them and and to thank them for everything they've done for me and um, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a really surreal thing to look back on and know that I was able to experience that. You alluded a little bit to the notion of community, and I'm curious from going from Nanaimo and a fairly populous area, the Vancouver Island, yeah. to yeah. one could argue the middle of nowhere, but at the same time, it, there yeah. it is a very small community. And so, talk about that culture change that you went through, and were you did it? Uh, did you have any issues with it, or were you pretty good with it? No, I loved it. You know, it was small town community. So everybody, I love the kind of the camaraderie of everybody knows everybody. It's really cool. Um, I was, I was at first, I was a little bit like shook by it. I didn't, I've never seen it, seen that kind of community in my life before. So kind of took me back a little bit, but as soon as I kind of got in the flow and started to really embrace everything there, it was, it was a really cool experience. And I love going back there because every time I go back there, I see the same people and say hi share some memories and it's it's it was a really cool experience and i loved it you know it was it was really really amazing when you look back on it was there anything that really surprised you that made you go huh i didn't expect that when i first moved out there i would say probably the academic side of things because in bc uh it was a little bit different because it was a little bit more lenient in terms of um because there were so much more students uh when i went to school there was uh, a lot less students, obviously, because the, the town was so much smaller. Um, so it was really a lot of the times it was a lot of the times the teachers actually lived in the town. So 
if you needed extra help or whatever, they were able to stay after school and help you out. Whereas like some teachers back in the NIMO, they had to drive a long ways just to get to the school. So they had to leave right after school. So that extra help kind of with school really helped me a lot, especially because I, I struggled a bit with schooling going to Alberta because it was a bit of an adjustment. The Alberta curriculum was a little bit harder. So um, it was it was definitely something that I was surprised by and how much they were willing to help us being coming from Nanaimo where it, it wasn't easily accessible. Um, so that was that was a great surprise for me because it helped me a lot on the academic side. You had a lot of success in Vauxhall, and I'm curious, does anything stand out, whether it was an award or an accolade or uh, even something like getting to play for Team Canada or some of the external pats on the back? Um, with Vauxhall, I would say in my 12th grade year, I won Jet of the Year, which is a really high praise in terms of, for me, it was a, an amazing honor to be called Jet of the Year. So every year we have uh, awards given out before our season starts, and that award was given to me. And I've, uh, I have never been more proud of an award that I've been gotten in my life um, just because of how much I love that place and how much I embrace that place. Um, and to be rewarded with that was an absolutely amazing feeling. Um, and also playing on the junior national team was a really cool experience. Obviously that didn't, it wasn't directly correlated with Voxel, but a lot of it was because I developed and coach Mack had a relationship with Greg Hamilton, the coach at with team Canada. So that was definitely a very cool experience for me. Talk about that experience just in terms of, I use the hockey term whenever I talk about it, but you don the, the maple leaf on your chest, right? It's one of those yeah. things where uh, I assume it's just as prideful for a, a baseball player as it is for a hockey player. Oh, absolutely. No, it's a, it was an amazing experience for me just to be able to put the, the Canadian jersey on your chest. I mean, I, I hope to do it again uh, one day, and it was just an amazing feeling to to represent my country in so many different ways. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't thank Greg enough for giving me that opportunity, and hopefully down the road I can do it again. One of the things that I didn't realize was you've done Tommy John surgery. Uh, walk us through yeah. that process and, and how you feel you've been able to come back from it, and what have you learned from it? Yeah, same as probably the main thing I learned from it is that you can't take anything for granted. Um, things can get taken away from you pretty quickly as it did for me. Um, within this game, things can happen and, and you got to be prepared for everything. And it was, it was a tough, it was a tough pill to swallow because obviously being who I am, I always want to be out there on the mound and competing and playing with my teammates. And it was, it was a difficult decision to make to, to get the surgery, knowing that, how long of a road to recovery it was going to be and how long I wasn't going to be able to play the game that I love to play. Um, but I also learned a lot, a lot of things and improved myself mentally. I felt like I got stronger mentally because of it. I was able to uh, work work on the process of coming back from such a major injury and, and overcome it and be successful after it has uh, really put a new perspective for me into the sport and just knowing that nothing is nothing is given and you got to work hard for everything. And I feel like that's something I definitely learned from the surgery. Do you give any credit to anybody who helped you along the way in terms of recovering from that injury and getting you back to the point where you are, are again, having uh, some pretty good success in the, in the early going this year? Yeah, definitely one guy on our team that had the Tommy John surgery. He also had a bicep. He had to repair a torn bicep. Was, his name was Alex Hardy. He was our closer last year. And, uh, yeah, I, that kid did a lot for me. He was, he's like a brother to me and, uh, I can't, I, it's, it's hard. It's weird not having him on the team this year. Cause I'm so used to having him here and 
being able to talk to him through everything, whether it be about the injury, whether it be about our games, whatever. But, yeah, he was one that I really leaned on heavily in terms of being able to help me through it and kind of guide me what's going to, what to expect and what's going to happen in the, uh, throughout the process. So he was, he was a huge help to me, and um, I can't thank him enough for what he did for me. You've had a lot of success uh, in your career thus far. This season already four and two. Your uh, ERA is is abysmal, basically to say the very least. Uh, what has been the key to success for you so far this campaign? I think it's just being consistent, uh, being throwing strikes, um, but also finishing hitters when I need to, and 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 not backing down, and making sure that um, that I'm controlling the pace of the game, and when I when I give up a hit, just making sure I slow the game down and, and uh, let the game come to me has been a huge thing. And just, I really tell myself I'm in the dugout and on the mound, just take everything one pitch at a time, because once I get outside of that kind of mindset, everything starts to speed up for me. So when I think, when I start to think one pitch at a time, that's when I really slow the game down and the, and the game becomes a lot more, I wouldn't say easier, but it becomes a lot more, um, a lot more enjoyable and it becomes a lot more, uh, just overall a better better experience for me and and i'm able to do things on the mound that i want to do what does it mean to you to be having success at this level uh it's it's a huge thing you know we're playing in one of the best conferences in in the nation so it's uh, at the highest level of college baseball so it's definitely a huge huge thing for me it's a huge confidence booster for me knowing that I came back from the surgery and that i still have the stuff and i still have the ability to do these things and and so it's really a huge, huge confidence booster for me as the main thing. Do you have any goals heading into uh, this summer? Yeah, I mean, hopefully after this year, we make a long postseason run, get back to the College World Series and not just get back there this year, but hopefully win the whole thing. So that that's definitely a, a big goal. And obviously uh, with the draft coming up this year, to be drafted would be a huge honor. And I'm I'm really looking forward to hopefully that happening. Absolutely. Uh, Looking forward to seeing what you got on your plate for sure there, Josh. Do appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. All right. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Big thanks again to Ryan and Josh for joining us on the podcast this week. As always, thanks to you as well for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, drop us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts as it will help us with visibility on each of the platforms. I know on iTunes, for example, we have 13 five-star reviews and a trio of comments already, so big thanks for those. Until next week, we hope you're able to enjoy some baseball wherever you're at, and thanks again for supporting Alberta Dugout Stories.